Seventh Avenue Pizza, the official pizza of the Soda Pod. The Soda Pod, the official beer and hockey podcast of Seventh Avenue Pizza. From the vastly superior state of college hockey play, welcome to MNCAA. State of Hoppy here alongside Isha Jerome, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Isha, I know you are slowly ingratiating yourself to college hockey here, but holy shit, even you had to have had a little bit of excitement there as we looked on for Mankato versus St. Cloud. It did not disappoint. No, not at all. Two two awesome teams. And what a great preview by our, by our contributors last week. You basically painted the perfect picture of what both of these clubs brought. Uh, Mankato, I mean, they're sick, man. That goalie, oh my God. Actually, he was just on our friend's uh, podcast, Everything College Hockey on the hockey podcast network. Uh, go check out their last episode. And yeah, such a joy to watch. It, it's really awesome to see uh, just the, the competitiveness of the Minnesota teams, most of the Minnesota teams. Absolutely. And excited to tee up for you guys here today. The same type of previews here. Poor Nick Maxson being put through the ringer, playing a new Minnesota team every week. We've got him and Drew Cove throwing down. We've got Ryan Steeg back here covering St. Thomas. And then, of course, we've always got Alex Micheletti here who's more than happy to talk about how great his number one Mankato Mavericks are doing. And uh, Isha, I guess we'll tease here a little bit. We'll we'll wait and see uh, once they come in for that first recording. But we have filled the Bulldog and Beaver seats. We're really excited about the folks we're bringing in for that. So tune in next Friday if you want to see the full crew rounded out for the first time. Yeah, and we're we're excited to have the whole crew on board for this MNCAA season. And uh, yeah, we're not going to give it away right now. You're going to listen next week and you're going to be like, fucking rights, soda pod, let's go. Let's 100%. give her. Yep. That, with that though, Isha, let, let's not waste any time. Let's just throw it over to the first one here. Ryan Stieg, again, covering University of St. Thomas. Returning for his second episode here of MNCAA action, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Stieg. Ryan, how are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be back here. It, uh, it's fun the first time. I'll try to put together something good this time, too. <laughs> well, hey, we're thrilled to have you back. And, uh, I mean, let, let's talk about it here, because the way you pitched it to me last week was that we were going to have a, a pretty tough tilt here with Northern Michigan and that it was going to be competitive games, but that you'd lose them both. I mean, tell me, is the score indicative of what actually happened there? A loss four to one and an eight to three bouncing. Well, if you look at, you know, I watched both the games on, you know, flow hockey. So, you know, it, it was a weird experience for me per se, because, you know, normally I would have been there, but I moved. <laughs> so it was like, uh, Wow, I could have been in the press box right now, but it's a different seat now. Um, but it, the four-one game, it was pretty tight. Um, 
it was three one to the end so the fourth one is an empty netter so i tend to not really count those because you're at a disadvantage you don't even have a goalie so but the interesting thing was the saturday night game because it ended up being eight three but it was three two saint thomas at one point saint thomas had the lead early in the second period but gave up the tying goal it's 3-3 starting the third period. So they were actually looking pretty good. Their power play was clicking. Things were going well. But then one specific line for Northern found its niche that was lacking kind of the first cup, you know, and it just took advantage of it. I, I dub it the transfer line because every single person on the line is a transfer player. <laughs> so, um, but they just, I mean, Hank Crone had a great weekend. He's a transfer from Denver. Hampus Erickson was great. He's from Lake State. And then um, AJ Vanderbeck, of course, was a transfer two years ago from New Hampshire. So um, they're, they're just a great offensive line. And I just think when that line gets clicking, it's not the top line. It's their second line. But they're pretty much as good as their top line. It just... St. Thomas was just overwhelmed and just couldn't. And when you're a new program who's still trying to get into things and start clicking, if you get blitzed quickly, you're just you're behind the eight ball and you're trying to catch up and it's just not working. So when I see that score, I know some people, you know, they've texted me and they've been like, well, eight three, are they that bad? And I'm just like, no, they're not that bad. It's just everything hit at the same time. And everything went wrong at the same time. And it's just, so I, I look at that game as kind of like, it wasn't as bad as the score indicated. It was tied going into the third. I thought maybe they could steal this game. You know, they, they're they're playing fairly well. You know, Northern's a little off tonight. Maybe they could do one. I mentioned it. I thought it'd be a sweep, but I thought, you know, Northern's kind of notorious for tripping over themselves. So maybe it'll happen. It ended up not. And, uh, but I think, you know, when I talked to Rico Blasi to start the week, he said, you know, we made a lot of improvements. We got better. And that's really what they're going for right now. So that's how I would look at the weekend. Yeah. Talk about that for a second, because I know you mentioned some people that stood out in that first tilt with St. Cloud. Like who stood out to you that was new, right? Like who's someone that kind of made a new name for themselves that you're going to keep a closer eye on moving forward? Well, I like um, I really like Lucas McGregor. Um, he has a fun, fascinating kind of story. I'm going to write a feature on him. It's going to come out in the next couple of days. So I hope people really enjoy it because it's a fun little journey he went on. Um, but he scored what was the, at the time, the leading goal in the second period to put St. Thomas up 3-2. That was his first goal in a long time on a hockey rink. And that was kind of a cool thing for him. And uh, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on him. I think he can be a very potent weapon. For them i also uh, thought luke manning had a nice weekend um he's a transfer from air force uh he was actually in the press room uh after the x game at the xl energy center um he's a good leader he got their first goal he's you know he's kind of one of those like how do i say kind of a grinding player he's not going to score you a bunch of goals but he's going to find garbage goals he's going to find his openings and he's going to be that kind of player so i kind of want to see what he can do this year 
Um, going down the rest of the line, I was, was kind of hoping Grant Logan would have kind of a big weekend coming back to Northern, <laughs> but uh, he ended up getting an assist, which is nice. Almost had a breakaway goal, got tagged down, ended up getting hooked and drew a penalty on it. But I, I thought he had a great look, but oh well for him. But uh, he had a solid weekend, kind of thought it'd be a fun storyline, but it didn't work out that way for him. But uh, I think it's Kyler Grundy is another one, uh, another one I want to mention. He had a great weekend, just very solid all around, and uh, he's going to be fun to watch too. It's it's interesting with each passing week with St. Thomas, it's always a different person. There's not just one guy who's standing out right now, and that's probably a good thing considering they're trying to build something. So I, um, th- I think there's a lot of talent there. I'm really going to keep an eye on Lucas, though, because it's just, uh, you know, when you read the story, it's going to be pretty fascinating because it's it's quite a tale he has to tell. <laughs> no kidding. And so <laughs> you've talked about how they're building this, right? One weekend at a time, just trying to make the progressions. What do you need to see as that next progression here going into Lake Superior State this coming weekend? Well, um, the next step that they need is just to get that first win. I feel like they've put together a good period. I feel like they've put together two good periods. I feel like they've had a good power play. You know, it's like one thing after another is coming into place. And I think the real thing is to put together three full periods. (laughs) They got two. I've seen them put together two good periods. But if they can get three, I think they can get it. It's just the third period against Northern just kind of went downhill on Saturday. And if they can play a full game, you know, I think they can really start to make some noise. So I think that's a big thing. Yeah. And I mean, it's growing pains, like you said, right. And they're, they're making some good periods. They're making good power play time. You know, if they can find a way to put it all together, that's great. I mean, do you feel like when we go from game one through game four now, have you seen that progression where like, Hey, this is baby steps every time. Hey, we are closer to looking like we belong and like, feel like we're a d1 team instead of the team that's trying to prove that they are yeah i mean it is baby steps but with each passing time i see them on the ice i feel like they're getting there and you know when i talk to coaches when i talked to grandpa tony last week for the series i talked to damon witten i released that story on the triple deke again plug for the website <laughs> to check it out but um it's you know they're knowing that this is a team that's building but that there's a lot of potential there. And Damon Witten said in the feature, he goes, we do not want to be the team that gets them going. We don't want to be the team that hands them their first victory. We got to be ready to play. Northern Saturday night was shaky. They let St. Thomas take advantage of some things, but was able to figure it out and eventually get the win. Now Lake State doesn't want to be that kind of team to do it. But uh, I, I like what I'm seeing it's tough because, you know, if you're a fan, you know, you kind of want results right away. You know, I can understand St. Thomas fans are like, you know, we want to get that first win. You know, we want to do that kind of stuff. But with getting each be- better each week, each game, each period, it's going to happen. It's it's only a matter of time that they get their first win. It's just, you know, will it be this weekend or will it be next weekend? That's hard to say, but uh, it's fun to watch. It's a fun time it's an unusual thing they're going through this is very unique for them but uh it's fun so what's the prediction here for the weekend what do we expect oh boy um i guess 
on my website, I've told people I don't like to predict games that <laughs> for the teams I cover. But for you, I will make a prediction for you because <laughs> that's how that's how we work. But uh, for, I guess I want to say they're going to be better. I think that maybe I think maybe Friday night they, they could steal one. Um, it's going to be a big night, you know, this weekend. Lake State's raising their tournament banner um for getting back to the tournament first time in 25 years so it's kind of a special night minnesota state went out to umass during their big banner ceremony and spoiled the fun completely maybe there's a chance that st thomas gets that done could be a possibility um i still think lake state's gonna get two wins but it's gonna be close i i look at lake state and i look at what they did with michigan yeah michigan swept them but on that game Saturday, Lake State looked very, very sharp. <laughs> and they were winning at one point. People kind of look at the final score and be like, oh, they killed them. Well, the first night they did. <laughs> but the second night, it was much closer. And Lake State was leading for a good chunk of it. So I think Lake State's going to win. If I think if St. Thomas is going to steal one, it's going to happen Friday. But I think it's, it's going to be a close competitive weekend. And it's going to be fun to watch. I'll be watching it. I'll be tweeting out stuff and all through the whole game. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Love it. You heard it here from the St. Thomas insider, Ryan Stieg. Now, Ryan, you already mentioned we got an article coming up here on McGregor for the TripleDeke.com. Anything else you want to shamelessly plug away on here before we transition over to the next crew? Um, Just, uh, you know, this week I've kicked out a pre an interview with Rico Blasi already. I've interviewed um damon witten that one's up online today um if you're interested in women's hockey i'm gonna try to get the women's preview for this week they have a home and home with st with st cloud state they're in town on friday they go to st cloud saturday so if you're interested in women's hockey that one will come up and then of course there's going to be the one with mcgregor and as always every friday i issue my ccha predictions for the week so there's there's a wide variety of things on the website for you to choose from Love it. Love it. Thank you, everyone. Please go check out Ryan's work. And with that, we'll kick it over here for some Gophers versus Huskies preview here on MNCAA. Another week of the NFL season means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. 
All right. Thank you again, Ryan Stieg, for that great rundown for the University of St. Thomas. I have here with me now, first time joiner of MNCAA, Drew Cove covering the Gophers. And then we've got repeat offender here, Nick Maxson, who apparently only does these in groups because St. Cloud plays all the Minnesota teams because that's a rule, apparently. How are you doing, gentlemen? Because why not? Uh, doing great. How are you? Good, good. Drew, welcome, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Great. Glad to be here for the first time and uh, doing great tonight. Of course. Now, Nick, no pressure at all, but we're going to let you show them the ropes here. Just give me a quick breakdown here. What did we like? What did we hate? Like, what happened here in this clash of the Titans for one versus two this weekend? Uh, you saw a lot of defensive responsibility, um, and you saw a lot of fighting the rest if you're a St. Cloud State fans. No, I, I digress. So, uh, game one, saw a lot of frustration from the Huskies. Uh, uh, Mankato uh, really just not giving them anything in the middle. They were really tight on uh, the defensive pressure up there in our D, so they really took away a lot of our offense that we like to generate from the back end. Um, just really couldn't find a way to put the puck uh, in behind Dryden McKay, who did tie Ryan Miller as uh, Alex Michaletti will very proudly mention for the NCAA record for shutouts in a career. Uh, but St. Cloud State uh, turned things around on uh, Saturday night. They got a couple of early goals, a couple of good bounces, uh, able to get away with a 3-1 win on Saturday. A much more clean game, even though, um, as I mentioned, you know, you probably go through Twitter and uh, a lot of uh, hate against the officiating crew on that one. There were some some missed calls and stuff like that, but, you know, again, refs have a tough job, but uh, St. Cloud got it done, and they are to split up a very tough series, and uh, uh, not a really easy one to come up to follow that one, too, here with the uh, the boys here inside Minneapolis. Yeah, that's fair, and I mean, Drew, let, let's transition to you then. Like, this was opening weekend for the Gophers because COVID, right? We're probably going to have to get used to that shit, but yeah. uh, I mean... The, we saw some ups and downs here, right, man? Like, how do we feel about this weekend against Mercyhurst? Yeah, well, uh, I was surprised they didn't. Uh, the Gophers didn't kind of fall down in the in the national ranking there too too bad at all. But uh, um, yeah, it was uh, after Alaska's kind of postponement there. They kind of came back and faced a Mercyhurst team that uh, is not supposed to be obviously as great as a lot of the in-state teams and a lot of uh, the bigger competition the Gophers gonna be playing this year. But uh, yeah, the Gophers looked good offensively, but defensively, that was where it kind of uh, snuck through. It's a uh, they they definitely Mercyhurst hung around a little longer than uh, the Gophers would have liked to, and uh, a lot of people probably would have predicted uh, to be the case. Uh, but yeah, just a, the, some some kind of uncharacteristic defensive mistakes, especially with a, a really experienced defensive core that's coming back for the Gophers. Like the forward core should be the one that isn't. Uh, as as experienced and have the the legs right away, but it, they're returning a really a really good group of defensemen, and uh, they as a whole they didn't look all too great, um, especially in the first game. But the second game too, they still made uh, some lapses and some mistakes. But uh, uh, man, the offense, uh, Matthew Nyes, he's going to be uh, quite the quite the player, and uh, his chemistry with Ben Myers early on was uh, quite noticeable. And uh, obviously, Ben Myers can make everyone look good because he's just a real hustle player, but. Man, yeah, it's, uh, the offense made up for defensive mistakes and getting those wins this weekend. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you were aware because it really wasn't covered at all on the broadcast, but Danny Briere's kid actually plays for Mercyhurst, and that, that's a big part of the defensive woes for the Gophers. Hey, I, I heard that a couple times, I think. And you know what? Uh, they, they they made they made some uh, – Mercyhurst actually, uh, they, they definitely got into the places and they made the – they capitalized. The one good thing that they really did was capitalize on the Gophers' mistakes. They – a lot of times you'd think playing some of the like playing against Alaska, the Gophers would have been able to they would have been able to make mistakes and get away with it um, and kind of watch the tape and kind of get better from that. But uh, 
Yeah, Mercy Hearst has a pretty, I guess, uh, experienced group up there with uh, Danny Breer's kid, and uh, it's a, it, it was a, an offensive, uh, offensively gifted team to kind of uh, put the Gophers and kick them, kick them in the pants to get ready to uh, get ready for obviously a much more anticipated and uh, highly, highly skilled matchup with uh, Saint Cloud. Oh, baby. And I mean, Gopher's going to go for right? Like every year they start with soft opponents, they play down to the competition and a lot of those defensive woes, right. Are because of mistakes, because frankly, guys probably don't really give a shit. Do you think we're going to see a way tighter game coached by Motsko going into this matchup with St. Cloud or what are your initial expectations looking ahead to this matchup? Um, the defense has got to know they got to be better. I think with St. Cloud, obviously, I don't think they're going to be saying, you know what, we got to make a good impression on St. Cloud, given that two thirds of the co- of the the guys on the bench coached there for a while, um, and a lot of the a lot of those guys. I mean, they were going they were probably going to go to St. Cloud if Bob stayed at St. Cloud for a little bit. And obviously, you have the the split the brothers. I know we're going to probably talk about that a little bit, but uh, um, the kind of split split households, uh, two of them uh, between the team, but. I, I think you got to, they, they're definitely going to understand that this is a real kind of benchmark for the season. I think that um, obviously St. Cloud being number two and kind of hold and, and obviously playing a, a pretty good series against Minnesota state, they're going to, they're going to have to get better. And I think based on the way they played last season, and especially the way some of them defensively were last year, there's no reason why they shouldn't be back to uh, kind of that, that upper level that got them to, they got into the tournament in the first place. So um, I, you got to think that they'll, they'll, it'll be coached really well. And obviously it sounded after the, the first few games, it sounded like uh, Bob is ready to uh, make sure that his defense knew that they were making, making some mistakes and uh, shortening up the bench and stuff like that. And, uh, give it, sending a, a loud and clear message to the guys that uh, need to be better uh, going forward, especially to keep uh, regular playing time in that lineup. Yeah. And I mean, Nick flip the script roles reversed, right? Like last week we were talking with you and Micheletti here. Hey, we got St. Cloud coming off a cupcake, going up against Mankato, who just played the weekend of their lives to come out and sweep UMass 2-0. Now we got Gophers coming off a of Mercyhurst, not the greatest show. I mean, guess what? They got the two wins, so who gives a shit? And now we got St. Cloud coming off of the mammoth matchup there with Mankato. Like, how do you see this playing out now for this weekend with, again, just kind of having the opposite perspective for your boys? You know, one thing about, you know, what, what Drew said about the Gophers is, you know, we got this, this is the, the first weekend they played and there's a lot of rust there. So I think, you know, for the coaching staff for St. Cloud, as well as the players, they, they know this is a great opponent. There's a reason why they're ranked fourth in the country. You can't overlook these guys. And more importantly, you can't look that a guy that's behind the bench. You know, he's a guy that's going to have these, uh, these players ready to go. They're going to obviously, you know, get better. Uh, again, Drew mentioned the defensive mistakes. And again, I more attribute that to rust. I really don't think that those are, you know, mistakes they're going to repeat. And, and for St. Cloud, they're on a mission. They're 100% on a mission. And one one of the good things about, you know, facing a team like Mankato early on, who, as you mentioned, had quite the weekend against UMass a couple weekends ago, is it forces you to just keep focusing and keep grinding away. Uh, Brent Larson, I think I mentioned this to you last week, um, said that, you know, the, the start of the season, you know, it's, it's rebuilding from scratch. And, you know, this team knows that, you know, in order to get back to the promised land to have another shot for a national championship, it, it's not just pick up where you left off. You have to, you know, get in the dirty areas. You have to grind your way through. You have to make smart decisions with the puck. And you, you have to earn every inch of ice that you have in front of you. So uh, they're not going to overlook the Gophers. Uh, again, they're going to see very similar styles with these two coaches, uh, with the offense, the defense, and the goal team they have. So um, at the end of it, you know, you're, you're feeling good off Mankato, but they know that every game matters. And, you know, they're going to be coming and ready to go on the road in Mariucci on Friday for sure. 
Yeah, and I mean, you're always motivated when you come in. You're the gopher rejects, right? <laughs> uh, gopher rejects are the ones that couldn't get to St. Cloud. I'm not quite sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, obviously, you know, and this is and this is what's been missing from college hockey from the fans' perspective for so long after the WCHA disbanded. Um, you know, at, at the end of it, and again, I see the the hand on the forehead. I mean, seriously, it's it was such a tragedy uh, tragedy to let that happen. Uh, but I mean, think of it. We're in the third weekend of October, not even. And we've already had, you know, two top five matchups by the time this weekend's over with between interstate clubs. I mean, it's great. You know, you want to see that, you know, and, and, and we need more of that. I mean, that's what's going to drive the bus in college hockey in terms of its popularity and the resurgence of it here in the great state of hockey as well. Yeah, man. I mean, you nailed it, right? The WCHA disbanding, like, don't get me wrong. I totally get it. People that say that the Gophers going to Big Ten hockey is bad for the Gophers and bad for college hockey. Sorry, you're idiots. Spade a spade, right? But it does suck from the fan perspective. Like there were such great rivalries built there. Shit. I'm fighting with my wife. Like as we speak earlier tonight over what we're doing for Thanksgiving plans, because you bet your ass I'm going up to Fargo for that matchup on black Friday against the suit, whatever we want to call them now. Um, RIP in peace, but like <laughs> we all miss it, right? We all miss it, but Hey, we have what we have. And these are the matchups that we have to cherish now that we are there. Now, Drew, I'm going to tee up here. Like, I don't want you to let me down. There's expectations because Micheletti, just such a nice guy, right? Maxson oh, swept yeah. the floor with him in the debate last week. We're going to work on it. I'm going to turn him into an asshole eventually. Just wait. Maxson, I'll <laughs> let you lead off and kind of set the tone here. Like, why is St. Cloud going to come in and stomp out the Gophers? Well, first of all, um, I need the 1-800 number for the exterminator because they're about to get the rodents off my freaking lawn. That's what's going to happen. Um, and no, seriously, at the end of it, uh, the St. Claude's offense, uh, much, much better, uh, especially second half. Uh, that's a team, especially when you, you talk about the depth, right? Mason Salk was getting his first collegiate goal. Um, Joey Molinar on that fourth line, you know, they're actually starting to generate. So some of these younger kids, you know, this is what Rhett Larson squad's uh, make them good as they he can roll four lines and he can roll them through all 60 minutes and the each each line can come at you and they have a threat to score um so for you know the defensive woes for for the gophers you're gonna have to be ready because again there's not one line that Brett Larson can sell that that doesn't have a threat to put the puck in behind uh, in the net so uh I think it's gonna be a uh, you know great showing for the offense uh, defensively um, they looked much better. They continue to get better, especially with the new defensive pairings with Spencer Meyer going up with Nick Perbix and, and Donahue. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be just a, a good pressure-filled road period slash win for the St. Cloud State Huskies who are looking to lick some salt in the wounds after that 2019 showing after they uh, kind of dismantled Mankato 7-2 to in that show before, uh, unfortunately, falling short to the Gophers. So there's a little bit of a chip on their shoulder going into Mariucci. And again, you're wanting to cement the flag, but this is Husky nation this is not go for nation all right go for the jugular drew give it to him yeah i mean uh it, i think it's going to be tough one thing for the gophers is to really uh not for the gophers for the huskies i think is going to be to stop uh stop those four lines and you said the husky can roll four lines but i think the gophers just up and down the lineup especially with those guys that are coming in right now it's almost like it's 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 not exactly plug and play from the size disparity that they lost in sample ranta and scott reedy last year but Man, they, they, these forward these forward lines look really good, and their their fourth line uh, it's really big, really physical. Uh, with Perbix and Nelson down there, uh, also with uh, Grant Cruikshank, new transfer coming in. But man, those guys are speedy. They're big. They're they're a force. I mean, if 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 you can get the right matchup, if Bob can get the right matchup with those guys out there, 
I, I they're going to shut down a lot of a lot of a lot of what St. Cloud has to offer. And I, I think uh, it, it just it's a matter of the defense kind of coming back and, and making sure that they can be that next line of defense. Um, but obviously, I think the forwards are going to are going to make the Huskies' lives uh, real tough to to keep and possess the puck, um, especially uh, with that bottom line. But also when you have two really dominant possession guys that just seem to know where each other are and Blake McLaughlin and uh, Sammy Walker, those two just cannot be stopped and they cannot be, it's, it's really hard to contain them uh, from what we saw against Mersey Harris and from what we've seen uh, the last three years of their uh, pairing together. And they never seem to, to be on the ice without each other. But, uh, um, and if it all came down to anything besides the forward group of the defense group, they got Jack Lafontaine in net, who's uh, who's definitely proven himself a very, very capable number one goalie on a very, very good team uh, in in college hockey. Uh, Jack Lafontaine did one thing that is he absolutely ripped and stole the Mike Richter award away from Dryden McKay. That's what he's good at. Uh, David Rennick again for the Huskies in net. Uh, you know, I, I think if there's been one knack to his game before last spring was that he was just never that consistent player. I mean, he had games where he would be lights out shutouts and then there'd be the next night where he let uh, some softies in three or four. And you go, well, what the heck is happening here? Um, this is the best hockey he's played in the stretch of his career. Uh, yeah. Fifth year senior. Yes. Uh, he's a Los Angeles Kings draft pick. Um, and he's really showing that this is his mantle. This is his time to lead this group. And I think he's going to do that. Um, so I actually think the Huskies have the edge in net to be quite honest with you. I don't give two rats rear ends or two gophers rear ends, if you want to call it about a, you know, a Mike Richter award with Jack LaFontaine. But I, I think that David Rennick is, is the better goalie right now between the pipes between both squads. I mean, I still, I still got to, I might have to give it to the Gophers here, especially because of just the way that that defense is probably going to be thinking about how they performed last weekend. And after, uh, you know, Bob's got to, had to have lit a fire under their, under them to, to really come back this weekend and make a good impression, not just because it's St. Cloud, but because they, it wasn't too great of a defensive performance last week. There's a, there, there are experienced guys on this defensive, on this defensive core that are definitely going to be prideful about the about some of those mistakes and and really be intent about making up for it. So I think that combined with Lafontaine, I think uh, I, I do think the Gophers have the advantage here, at least at least in one game. I think I I I, I got to be honest with you, I got to sabotage myself a little bit in this debate, but I think I I, I see a split on the horizon. But you know what? It's a uh, uh, I think the Gophers have have certain advantages uh, in 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 some of those areas. But you know what? When you're playing against when two top four teams, it's going to be real tough to get a, get a sweep any night. Drew, it doesn't help your cause that Bob Mosco just said at a press conference, I believe, yesterday that uh, St. Cloud probably is glad they got rid of me because look where they're at when I left. So, I mean, yeah, and that's right. They went further than they ever had before. So, uh, Brent Larson and that coaching staff, I mean, my goodness, uh, what a job they've done with that squad since uh, they took over. And, and, yeah, defensively, I mean, if there's one name you have to watch, that's Jack Peart, um, the freshman from, from – uh, Grand Rapids, the Mr. Hockey Award winner. Yeah, he's got some growing pains. There's no question we saw that this weekend. But, man, you watch him and his patience uh, behind the net, uh, also in the corners. When he's got his eyes up and he's got the puck on his stick, it is like you almost kind of like ha- bite your fingernails because he's like, when's he going to make a play? And then he just lets things happen. He puts a great first pass. He uses his feet well. It's almost hard to strip the puck away from him. So, uh, you know, you talk about great defense. How about a star on the rise? I mean, again, second-round pick by the hometown Minnesota Wild. I don't know, man. It, it's going to be tough for you guys. Um, I know that uh, you know Minnesota wants to pride themselves on being defense first, but uh, I don't know, man. I just I just think that we're just too deep uh, front uh, front and back. I just think that St. Cloud has got you know. I I don't care if you have first change or last change. I mean, 
give us all you got. We're, we're ready for it. We're going to be the upper hand in this matchup for sure. Hey, I just say watch out for the uh, for the continued breakout of uh, Bryce Bradzinski, the other Bradzinski brother. I think he's primed to have a great season, obviously being paired with uh, last week, being paired with uh, Blake McLaughlin and uh, Sammy Walker. He's he's got so much talent. He's he's got such a good shot. It just a man. It's just a matter of him keeping the puck, possessing the puck and not not turning it over. And uh, and and really getting those chances in on that, and he can he can beat anybody in the country with with that shot of his. And I think uh, just this past weekend might have been the start of a breakout year for him. Um, but obviously, like I mentioned to Matthew Nyes, and I think he's he's some guy that the Huskies aren't going to have a lot of tape on, and he's going to be able to uh, use that kind of a pretty big frame and that number eighty nine. Really weird to see in college hockey, that's for sure. Uh, right. But he's going to have to use that to. to in his, in his offensive and his shot as well. I mean, just, he's got to be, he's got to have a good line mate to get in the puck like Ben Myers, like I mentioned before, but man, just watch out for that, that pair. And uh, those, those, a couple of those guys on the offensive, on the offensive this weekend. One final point, Scott, but uh, Alex Micheletti was, you know, really, really hyping his boys, Nathan Smith and Julian Napravnik up uh, for this weekend. And one goal, one goal from that pairing, when you can hold Julian Napravnik and that entire map to the outside defensively, good luck. Yes, Bryce has got a good shot, but he's not going to have time to grip it and rip it unless it's you know on and off a stick quick. Uh, good luck. The Huskies going to protect the house. They're going to clog that middle up. They did a really good job blocking shots this last weekend against the Mavs, and you can tell it frustrated them because there was definitely a lot of pushing and shoving from the Mad Squad. They just couldn't find a way to generate offense. So I get what you're saying, but um, I'm sorry. Uh, the dog is ready to bite, and we're ready to defend the, this home turf here in the great state of Minnesota. Okay, well, I'm going to defend the man who's not here to defend himself. I do believe Alex Micheletti said to a T that they were going to get that win, which uh, maybe you can recap for me, Max. And how how did the first game go? Um, you know, I don't well, who, recall who the, exactly. Who are the two people that you would attribute the the victory to? So Julian Napravnik, well, first of all, power play. You got to make, you know, you know, your chances on, on, uh, you know, in a man advantage. You know, even strength, though. I mean, they were so essentially. Who stops, even... who stops that, though? Who stops that? Well, you know, there's more than you know one thing as far as goaltending stats. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a team stat, right? So, but no, uh, you know, great, a great, uh, great feed from behind the net. You know, great shot. Okay, fine. And yes, yes, Yami Karanela, I'm sorry, buddy, but you were horrible on that coverage there in the PK. I mean, come on, a stick length away. Come on, where's where's your man coverage there? It was it was not great. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Alex did call that. I'll give you that. Uh, he can defend his man, but you know, to. We talked in the press box actually on Saturday, and you know he was kind of worried that St. Cloud would have a response game. And yeah, I mean, do I want to give him credit again? I mean, it's it's for my benefit. Well, sure, we'll give it to him. Yeah, sorry, Alex, but yeah, we did come out. We can be we put uh, some numbers on your good old uh, Dryden McKay there. So yeah, we we definitely had a nice response game for sure. I mean, with Dad whispering into his ear, "Sweet, nothing's about how St. Cloud was going to come back." You knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I swear it's like he has like, you know, that IFB or some, you know, like secret <laughs> service and like just feed him information and stats. Like you got to talk about this, Alex, you got to talk about that. Oh and yeah. When, when we're, me. when we're talking about Mankato on this next segment here, boys, I'm just going to see him go like this and I'm going to die. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's hear it though. Um, and another one, I'm, I'm sorry, Alex, I hope you listen to this and you can come back stronger and better than ever, but I gave them both 60 seconds for closing statements. Uh, last week in this throwdown and Alex gave me like 15 seconds and was just like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's confidence, right? But uh, Nick, we'll, we'll, we'll lead with you coming off of that strong victory last week, not just uh, in having a good weekend for your boys, but you know, 
playing in the floor with Alex. So take it away. 60 seconds, give or take. What's the, the outlook for this weekend? Why are you winning? We are winning because the Huskies are here to take the state of Minnesota and make it Husky Nation. Uh, this is a weekend they have had circled on their calendar since this non-conference schedule came out. Um, they, they they know a plus, again, no disrespect to the Gophers, uh, but uh, and they're a great team. But, you know, if you want to give yourself some national recognition, you take down the Twin Cities Rodents. That's how you have to do it. Uh, they're going to do it with rolling four lines. They're going to do it probably without Sam Henches, who's still out with an injury, uh, even though it's, say, day-to-day. Again, the defensive core, uh, they're going to keep everything the outside. They're going to be blocking shots. So, yeah, you guys uh, like Bryce Brzezinski and some of your fullers are not getting shots through to David Reddick. And when he does, they're going to be from well out. They're going to be easy pucks to stop, and there's not going to be any rebounds. Uh, on the offensive side, we got guys like Nolan Walker on our Brzezinski. Easton Brzezinski is going to be putting some pucks in the net. So I just feel like, again, the Huskies, have they're, they're ready to take this. It's homecoming weekend also on Saturday. So Friday, they're going to go into Mariucci. They're going to storm up with a win. They're going to come back home to a jam-packed Herbrooks National Hockey Center. You know that uh, – her books will be, you know, looking down and he'll be smiling at the, uh, the Huskies there and uh, we're going to pull out the sweeper. And, and that's why this is our time. We're ready to take it. This group is motivated and they have the right talent and they have the right players to do it. So that's why the Huskies are going to take this down here this weekend with a sweep in both games. All right. Floor is yours, Drew. I, I think the Gophers have too much uh, offense, offensive potential really to, to make this um anything but uh, Gophers at least winning one game. I got to be honest with you Um, because they just have so much dynamic talent that uh, has yet to really showcase itself at this level. Um, I think on the defensive end, you kind of say that uh, the Huskies will be able to shut down Bryce and be able to shut down Nyes a lot. I don't, I don't necessarily see that happening when they have, when the defense has to worry about the other dynamic players on the line, they're going to have to be kind of trick chasing uh, the, the likes of McLaughlin and Walker and Myers all over the ice. And I think that's going to end up leaving somebody open um, to get some good shots. And regardless if there are rebounds or not, I still think the Gophers are going to get plenty of good chances, uh, especially uh, on Rennick, just, just both nights. And uh, I think the defense is going to make up for their mistakes and, and realize that uh, they didn't play necessarily up to snuff against Mercyhurst. They were able to get the two wins, but I think uh, they know that the, that basically what they did against Mercyhurst, they're not going to be able to replicate that and, and come out with success against St. Cloud. Um, but we'll see. The proof is in the pudding. I and mean, it's obviously a, a real a real anticipated weekend. You know, we're going to see it. And uh, I think Herb Brooks will be smiling down on the whole state of Minnesota, I think, uh, this this weekend and last weekend, too, after we see all these in-state matchups with all these ranked teams. Um, and obviously, it's never been better for uh, Minnesota, the, state of, the state of hockey to have uh, uh, all these this great college hockey talent. So um, I think, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, t- a tough a tough task for uh, both teams. But I think the Gophers... They got they got some really really dynamic players on offense that they're gonna really have to that uh, the Huskies defense is really gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to keep up. Okay, okay, definitely better showing this week, gentlemen, than what we had last week. Because again, I'm I'm gonna break Micheletti and he's gonna become a bad human and he's gonna throw down. Um, a couple pointers here, Drew, as you did go yeah. up against the the chiseled vet here in Nick Maxson, who does take this week's debate. Uh, couple of mentions there of split that that's just not going to benefit your argument and also when i give you 60 seconds at the end i'm not a big stickler but when you double that time not going in your favor but you know what i like it i like the enthusiasm i like the way you're looking at this team we're excited here i think we're all going to be dialed in for this this matchup this weekend as well Um, but what i will give you here is a consolation prize because uh, given that i know you're on twitter everyone follow him at cove drew 
you probably saw that people aren't too happy about a Gopher alum returning to the state of hockey. Tell me, how do we feel about Rem Pitlick being on the Minnesota Wild? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's a, I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think uh, I got to see him play first. Um, but yeah, a lot of people upset that he's, uh, that he kind of, uh, uh, not that he did anything, but the, the decision kind of muscled out. That's, some, that's uh, not how Twitter works. That's not so, how Twitter yeah, works. No, it's exactly. <laughs> Rem Pitlick is, it's his fault. It's his fault that every single player that is in Iowa right now is staying there. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, uh, he hurt Matt Boldy, by the way, you know, that exactly. Right? He, he, yep. He, he, he gave him the four to six week injury. You know, that's, that's all right. But Hey, I think those guys are going to be coming up anyways. I'm, I'm sh absolutely sure Beckman is, uh, an absolute treat to watch. I think he's going to push himself into the lineup, whether it's like Duhame or something like that coming back down. I, there's going to be somebody underperforming and this team is going to, this coaching staff and this GM and this GM is going to want to, they're gonna they're gonna want to win now, and I don't think I don't think rebuild is necessarily in their in their vocabulary. I think if there's a slump and they need a spark, and one of those guys is playing well, they're coming right up. Hey, anyone who wants more insight on some of those players mentioned there, the Duhame who locked his spot in the lineup for opening night. Well, not locked necessarily. We'll see what happens. There's always the Victor Rask factor, right? Spoke so highly of Rem Pitlick and why people need to give him more respect. And, of course, the Beckmans and all of the people that were so upset got sent back down to Iowa. Everyone check out the Tuesday episode, Judd's Buds, and everyone go follow the amazing Spoked Z at Spoked Z. But, boys, let, let's tee it up here. Anything exciting you have coming up that you want to promote? Nick, we'll kick it to you first, being the winner of the battle. Uh, I guess Saturday, you know, again, really looking forward just to see these two teams battle on homecoming, uh, looking forward to uh, raising the broom also in the studio, you know, when we get ready to post that second win. Sorry, Drew, I just have to rub it in. No, I'm totally kidding. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, you know, a lot of really fun things, again, as we mentioned before, um, you know, maybe some brother features that we're doing rolling for Husky Productions. So I might get to see some some fun stuff there that we're teeing up. Uh and then I guess for the for the big big part of it, uh, I guess in uh, was it uh, two weeks? Um, I won't be able to be at the Wisconsin series because I have a wedding to attend. Another really crappy thing is, is in Iowa. So for those wild fans that are are upset, I'll make sure to say hi to to Beckman and you know to Kalen S. And I'll make sure I shake his hand and wave everybody goodbye and tell him all the really nice things people say on Twitter. Trust me, I'll, I'll pass along every message for sure. Oh, dude, if you talk to Kalen Addison, I need to give you like a handwritten note. It's gonna be just like <laughs> Mac and always Sunny. The note that he has for. Uh... Ch is it Chase Utley or I don't remember who it is now. Whatever. Oh, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Drew, what do you have coming up? Anything you want to shamelessly plug? Yeah. I mean, I wish I had, uh, I don't have a lot of gopher stuff plugged up right now and I'm uh, going to be able to watch the games this weekend. I'm not going to be at Mariucci, unfortunately though, on, uh, on Friday. Um, but yeah, just got, I'm writing some wild stuff right now too. So if you, if you ever want to go check out, I got something actually out today on some of those young guys who some of those, uh, some of those younger guys are gonna uh, push out uh, those old, the, some of the guys, I guess, on the NHL roster that uh, could be pushed out by those young guys performing pretty well. So <laughs> Shorty Ben, check sorry. out. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's one of the it's one of the correct answers. I, I'll be honest with you. That that's it. So uh, think about that and come come for more at or 10k ranks uh, 10krinks.com. Love it. Love it. Thank you both so much here, everyone. Tune in every Friday to get a load of these beautiful gentlemen. Kicking it over now, we will throw it to Alex Micheletti to wrap it up with Mankato.
thank you again to both Drew and Nick. Good battle, and Alex, you might have to go back and listen, but uh, Nick took down another battle there in the courtroom, but I will say Drew stepped it up a little bit, and now we're going to use that as a stepping stone every week. I, I kind of told them, like, my only goal here throughout the course of this college season is to kind of make you an asshole, because you're too nice of a guy. You don't really know how to fight people. <laughs> right, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'll get there. <laughs> gu gu guilty as charged. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but man, we, we had a pretty exciting weekend of hockey there. I don't know what more you can ask for in a in a one versus two tilt, you know, as, as Nick labeled it, David versus Goliath, which I'm not sure that makes any sense, but that's okay. Right. But I mean, I'll I'll give you the the floor here to kind of brag on game one because it pretty much went exactly as you teed it up for Nick in the debate. Yeah, I mean, my prediction was <laughs> just spot on, uh, the one two punch of uh Dryden McKay and, uh, and Nathan Smith. Uh, the game finished one nothing, and uh, Dryden had got his uh, 26th shutout of the year or the season, or sorry, of his career, tying Ryan Miller for an NCAA record, which is just absolutely insane. Um, and Nathan Smith got the game-winning goal on the power play. So I mean, that was enough for the one-two punch. Uh, Nick didn't think it was going to be enough, but it, it worked out perfect. Uh, it was just an exciting game. Both goalies were absolutely incredible. Uh, Dryden was amazing, and so was David Rennick. Um, so you couldn't ask for for a better goalie matchup. Um, and yeah, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of space out there all weekend. It was just you know playoff hockey in October, which which is crazy to even uh, even say. Um, and then Saturday, a little bit different story. Um, uh, St. Cloud, you know, always in college hockey, if you lose on the team that loses on Friday. They're going to come out on Saturday and just, you know, guns a-blazing. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the guy that uh, replaced Sam Henches in the lineup, you know, Sam is a wild draft pick, and he got hurt Friday night. Uh, they had a freshman come in and took his spot. Um, he got a power play goal, Mason Salquist. Um, so uh, to make it a one nothing uh, St. Cloud uh, score. And then they also got another goal. Um, off a of skate. So both of the first two goals were off skates. So nothing, nothing Dryden could have done, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, they really shut down Mankato. Um, you know, they really frustrated Nathan Smith. He had a really off night, just couldn't get anything going, going, took a dumb penalty. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, St. Claude made it a three nothing game. Um, and so that kind of took the sales out of the out of it for Mankato. Um, they got a late one to make it 3-1 from Reggie Lutz, but uh, well, they'll take the split for sure. Um, you know, and they still maintain the the number one ranking in the in the country. So, um, you know, not, not bad. Um, now they got uh, the icebreaker coming up here, so that's gonna be a hell of a fun weekend up in uh, uh, Duluth at Amsoil. Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. That's gonna be a great time up there for anyone attending. Um, but so. Give me the lowdown here. We obviously touched on some of the big names both this week and this past week. Is there yep. anyone that was kind of not a guy that was on your radar that popped off a little bit that you're going to pay a little bit more attention to after that matchup? Yeah, um, the the transfer from Clarkson, uh, David Silly, um, Sillier, he was just incredible. He was uh, on the third line. He was uh, uh, winning a bunch of face-offs, and um, yeah, he just really impressed me. Um, same with the other transfer, the Michigan transfer, Josh Grohl. Um, he'll be uh, maybe playing his former teammates uh, this weekend. So, you know, that, that'll be, be interesting. He didn't really get in the lineup last year because they were just so 
so staffed. And so that's why he entered the transfer portal and ended up at Mankato. So yeah, those two guys impressed me. And then also uh, Benton Mass. Uh, I mentioned him a little bit last last week, but the transfer from uh, from uh, New Hampshire, he just really impressed me. Washington Capitals draft pick. Um, so calm with the puck and uh, definitely a nice addition to the to the decor back there to to help um, everybody. So yeah, those are a couple of the good guys that um, stood out to me. Nice. And so let's talk about this coming weekend then, right? Yeah. You already you already teed it up. We've got the turning here up in Duluth. And you got no slouch for the first game, number 10 Providence. Like what what do you expect going into that matchup? Yeah, it's a really, really intriguing matchup because Providence is starting goalie. Uh Jackson Stauber uh used to be on Mankato. He transferred out of Mankato because uh, he wasn't getting any playing time because of Dryden McKay. Um, you're not gonna, you're not gonna really give get get in the net a whole lot when you have Dryden McKay um, in there. So he went back to junior and then transferred to Providence, and so you got that really intriguing storyline because I'm sure Jackson really wants to beat, uh, you know, his former teammates at Mankato and show that, uh, you know, he should have got more playing time. But uh, so it'll be a nice little tilt between him and Dryden. Um, and yeah, they're you know, another top 10 team for, for Mankato to play. Um, they played Providence actually a couple of years ago, um, in the NCAA tournament, um, and Mankato, um, had a three, nothing lead and Providence scored six unanswered. So, um, yeah, uh, they've, they played each other in the past. Um, they have a little bit of history. I don't think Providence is as good as that team they played in the NCAA tournament, but, uh, yeah, what a what a fun matchup! Uh, you got Nate Lehman, who coached uh, the World Junior Team, just like Mike Hastings, and so um, you know, a great another great coaching matchup. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to this uh, Friday night game. And uh, and if they can win on Friday, um, you know, uh, they have uh, UMD or or Michigan on, yeah, on the, the matchup that never was last year, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So um, yeah, thanks to COVID. So yeah, it's just. Both, both, uh, both, uh, both teams are both like uh, uh, matchups should be a really a great time for the fans up there. Well, so tell me though, like going into it, you beat Providence. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to see? Like whether it's from a fan perspective, entertainment yeah. perspective, or take the route of who do you think you match up with better for Mankato? Uh, I think they match up better with UMD. Um, but uh, uh, from a fan perspective and an entertainment perspective it would be a lot of fun to see mankato michigan just because you know you have dryden mckay the best goalie in the country going up against all those first round draft pick studs in michigan it would just the firepower against uh against the goalie uh, would be so much fun uh to, to see and uh you know mike hastings and mel pearson have history too mel was a coach at michigan tech in the past and so you have all that friendly uh, uh, rivalry as well and so yeah that would be be a lot of fun it would be fun for the scouts too i'm sure uh amsoil is gonna be jam-packed of, of nhl scouts watching uh watching their players and getting an eye on dryden uh as a you know top uh, ncaa free agent as well yeah and i mean mankato doesn't get to play in michigan very often right like you already have two games set up with duluth so why the hell not yeah exactly i mean and they didn't get to play this last year and so um it's thank god they get to do it this year and the teams are even better than they were last year so it just kind of worked out yeah somehow yeah 
man, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you couldn't, uh, you know, this is going to be huge for the pairwise for all four teams um, because, you know, like we don't call it hockey, it's a little bit different than, uh, uh, you know, than basketball. It's all determined by a computer. You know, it's not really a committee picking who gets to go. Well, there is a committee, but they're relying on on the computer rankings to, to you know, take care of it. So there's not a lot of, um, you know, arguing on who's going to make it or not so yes suck it anti-analytics community college hockey's <laughs> yeah. always used it <laughs> yes yeah yeah we love to see it right <laughs> <laughs> no that's great and so coming into the weekend then i mean anyone that hasn't done something for mankato yet that you're kind of surprised like sitting and waiting and you're hoping is going to pop off for this tourney yeah i mean i'd love to see more from the from their second line, um, you know, Reggie Lutz did score on Saturday. So hopefully that gets some, you know, you know, some momentum. And then a name I mentioned last week too, Akito Hiroshi on the, uh, on the back end. Um, he was a little quiet, you know, the entire weekend. So I'm hoping, you know, he is the power. Uh, he is uh, the quarterback in the power play. So I'm hoping, hoping the Mavs can get, you know, a little bit more special teams. Uh, last week against St. Cloud there, you know, there wasn't a whole lot for either team. Uh, and both games went by really fast, and so hoping, uh, hoping the Mavs can draw some more more power plays and, and get get uh, get those guys going for sure. Awesome, awesome. Anything at all? I know you've been making the rounds here lately, just going nuts yeah. with podcast visits. Anything yeah. you want to promote that either you've done this past week that people should check out, or anything coming up this next week that people should have on their radar? Yeah, I just uh, did the 10K Takes Minnesota Rundown last night. Uh, uh, that was a lot of fun. We we talked about go for hockey, the wild, um, go for football. So that was that was a blast. Uh, those guys are always uh, are always great. And then I just uh, just did the Ross Brindle um, podcast, uh, Minnesota Sports. What a Chat. guy! He is he's he is quite the gem. And get this. So at the beginning of of the podcast i i had no idea um he uh was the board operator uh for beyond the pond with my dad and jeff dubay like 15 years ago um so we were laughing that it's like full circle um because he talked hockey with my dad and jeff on kfan way back in the day and now he got to talk hockey with me on his own podcast so it was just such a small world. I loved it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can't make that up. And what a guy. Thank you so much for jumping on Alex. And I do have to yeah. burden with this one since we just had the battle right before this, what's happening this weekend. And don't just say split out of nowhere. Give me some context here. St. Cloud, Minnesota, what's happening this weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a battle. Um, I, I've been able to watch both teams now. I got to see St. Cloud twice and then uh, saw a replay of the Gophers. Um, you know, I think I think St. Cloud's a little bit a better better team right now. Um, I like I like the way uh, David Rennick is playing and uh, St. Cloud. Um, you know, it's gonna be fun because the Brodzinski brothers are gonna go up against each other. Um, so that you know that adds to the tilt. Um, East Easton is playing great. Um, and they're just the way, way, um, you know, Brett Larson has them playing defensively. I think they're going to stymie, uh, the Gophers and I'm going to go with the St. Cloud sweep actually. So 
Oh, geez. Oh, come at me hard. Okay. And I, I do have to throw in here just because uh, I did go and fact check myself after the conversation there with our boys, Drew and Nick. Um, somehow we got to the conversation where uh, Nick was going to be in Iowa and he'd have to talk to some of the guys that everyone's so mad or down on the Iowa team. And I told him I had to give him a handwritten note to pass on to Kalen Addison. And I was correct, folks, just like Mac hands to, or wants to give to Chase Utley because Mac wants to have a catch. So I was correct. I was just not very certain of myself at the time. Alex, anything else here before we sign off? Ah, I cannot wait for this college hockey slate again. It's great matchups all over the board. It's it's going to be so much fun. Um, it's it's so like 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 I said, it's so fun to see these Minnesota teams in the in the top five. Um, and you know, I love that there's a home and home for uh, for St. Cloud and Minnesota. Both fan bases can go, uh, and then for the icebreaker, all Mankato fans can go up there. You got UMD base already right there. Um, probably won't see a whole lot of Providence or maybe Michigan, but uh, that's going to be a hell of a hell of a weekend up at Amsoil. And I hope I hope both uh, both arenas are packed. I hope uh, to see Mariucci packed. You know, uh, obviously Mercy Mercy obviously Mercyhurst doesn't travel fans, but uh, uh, hopefully we get a bunch of St. Cloud and, and Gopher fans, uh, you know, stirring the pot in the in the stands too. So can't wait. Love it. Love it. Thank you to those of you tuning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Folks, best thing you can do for us this week is to give us five stars on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. On your app, download the episode before you listen, as it only helps our business. Okay, don't forget... Obviously, go out and follow at the Soda Pod for our episodes every Monday through Friday, covering anything from Wild to Prospects to the MNCAA, who you can find at MN underscore NCAA. Isha has made no progress on buying the account from whoever that is that has zero followers. We'll have more updates as that progresses. And of course, follow Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Signing off, State of Hoppy here, and just thrilled to have been joined yet again by the incredible cast of Ryan Stieg, Nick Maxson, Drew Cove, and the one and only Alex Micheletti. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't fear, just drink some beer, and stay wild.